Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And folks, we are going to do something a little bit different today. The coronavirus has hamstrung the show somewhat in the sense that cancellations, self-isolations, and safety measures in general are happening with increasing speed and frequency. And so as a result, I have found myself exiled here in my home studio without some of the guests that I had scheduled for the show. So instead of dropping an episode, the show will indeed go on with a last-minute guest. It's Ms. Amy Davies, CEO and founder of First 30. She's my guest today. Amy, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great, Brent. How are you? I'm good. Welcome <laughs> to the show. I'm your backup. You are my backup. My Your backup act here. My backup act. You always have to have a plan B <laughs> yeah, in this yeah. business, right? Guest of convenience. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. Oh, you're most welcome. Into the room, I mean. Oh, you're... into the room, down the stairs and into the room, into your studio. That's right. <laughs> All right. Seriously, um, in addition to being my girlfriend, let's talk a little bit about what you do for a living. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, last year I released, a, I published a book called mm -hmm. The Spark in the Dark, Illuminating Your Path to a Brilliant Career in a Reorg World. And from there, I built an outplacement business. Um, which is the one you were referring to, First 30. And what we do is help businesses who are restructuring and laying off team members. We help those people to get over the experience of job loss and find meaningful work quickly. And it's a bit of a different approach because it's all virtual uh, and it's 100% mobile friendly. So when people can't leave the house, <laughs> they can still work on continuing their career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. So now you lived in London for five years before we met. Six years. As, yes. Uh, six years. Yeah. As a younger woman. Yes. Not that you're not young now. <laughs> Be careful. You're not too young, but you're, <laughs> you're just right. I still we'll got say. it. That's what you're saying, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. So when you were in London. Yes. Uh, how much of an influence did... Uh, living in London play on the music that made your skin vibrate? Because I know that you're in your 20s, I believe, late 20s, probably when you're in London, right? Uh, yeah. So I moved there when I was 24 mm -hmm. and I moved back to Canada when I was 29. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is like the, uh, what's that game show where you have to know a lot about your partner and they test you? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, what is it? I don't know. Oh, the honeymoon game or whatever yes, it's called. Yes, the honeymoon game. Uh, I think you, I hate to say this, Brent, but you <laughs> might have failed me on that game <laughs> if we were being tested the, the right now. The game hasn't even happened yet. Pardon me? The game hasn't even happened yet. Oh, okay. There'll be a quiz later. I still have some studying time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> some prep time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So six years in London. Yes, correct. Did living in London impact... You know, just how you how you feel about music. I mean, because music can be closely tied to experiences. For sure. So there's a lot of music that was played in England that wasn't being played in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I was exposed to all of that music. So there'll be songs that I'll bring up to other people that they'll never have heard about. I had a lot of Australian friends and friends from New Zealand and South Africa. So they really influenced my music taste as well. Mm-hmm. And then it's really interesting because our friend Julian Taylor had mm -hmm. a band 
uh, that was really popular here. Uh, and In the 90s? Yes, that's right. Staggered Crossing. Staggered Crossing. Yeah. And that's, you know, a band that a lot of Canadians know about. Mm-hmm. I was in England during that period. So it kind of had a strange uh. impact. And so when I, when people bring up that band, it's not a band that was playing when I was here. It was playing when I was there. Mm-hmm. So I missed weird things in Canada, like the blackout. I missed oh, that right. experience. Right. And so when people refer to the blackout, I don't have any, I, I didn't go through that. So they're, it's surprising to people when I bring that up. Right. You've got no point of reference there. That's right. So yes, it did t- absolutely influence my, um, the music that I loved and that I was close to for that period of time. But the fun thing about living there was I brought music to my friends as well. So the mm. tragically hip. Ah. Yeah. I had a roommate who is Australian, Ryan, mm-hmm. and he, fell in love with the tragically hip. And and when I was there, I took him to a concert. Blue Rodeo was playing mm-hmm. and Matt Mays. Matt Mays was opening for Blue Rodeo in this really small oh, setting. Wow. wow. Yeah. And so we even got to meet the band. We got to meet Matt. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now Ryan has brought now he's moved back to Sydney, Australia, and he's brought the tragically hip with him. Uh. And today I actually have a song on my list. That's an Australian band, and that it's he in because turn of to that. Ex- yeah, he exposed me to that music, and I exposed him to Canadian music. Mm, I see. Yeah. So interesting because so he he was a hip fan then. Is that right? You actually? Oh, huge hip fan. He wasn't until we met, of course. Right, right, right. But once he heard the music, he absolutely fell in love. Oh, that's with great. The tragically hip, and he's introduced me to hip songs. That I what wasn't familiar with as well. He sent me oh. one a few months ago. I mean, of course, I may have heard it at one time or another, but it may not have been a song that stood out for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, reconnected me with it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you really got him started with that stuff and then he kind of took it and ran with it. Yeah. That's and awesome. The other cool thing was that the South Africans that I knew introduced me to Rodriguez. Ah, sugar yes. man. Yes. Right. And so I knew about Rodriguez even before, you know, Sugar Man came out and the mm-hmm. story became more popular. And I got to see firsthand the impact that his music had on South Africans mm-hmm. and, you know, just their reaction when they listened to his music, you know, their eyes would be closed, mm-hmm. swaying back and forth. Um, so it was so exciting for me when I saw that documentary for the first time yeah. and I could relate it to those experiences. And I really had that sense of the difference that that music made and the impact that it had on South Africa at the time, to- you know, so many years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of the same thing that we try to capture on the show. You came to the right I might place, know babies. a thing or two about your show, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, thanks for being on the show, even though you hate it. Oh, come on. I love it. You know, I'm sure your fans wouldn't get this, but you can have too much of a great thing, right? When you live with Brent Jensen. (laughs) If I listen to your show day and night, then I I just have you around even more, which could be a great thing. But since we... (laughs) <laughs> live together we work all day together sometimes we even work out together true it's a lot that is true that is quite a lot mm-hmm. all right so let's uh let's get to your tunes then davy so you've got uh quite an assortment here so we talked about this before actually yes. i'm going to preface it a little bit yeah we're talking about the coronavirus and the fact that we're kind of self-isolating and you know which, which brings us here today so you said 
you know, I can come up with a list of songs that are, are kind of feel good songs, mm-hmm. right? In, yes. Just in spite of our current situation. So your first one here is Nina Simone yes. and Feeling Good. Yes. So tell me about that. Well, I actually, the first time I heard the song was in London. And uh, I had a boyfriend at the time who really liked Nina Simone. What? I know. Sorry. Am I allowed to say that? Is <laughs> <laughs> it going to be one of these shows? Yes. Yeah, it's a different. It's, it's not the honeymoon game anymore. It's, it's Jerry Springer. Now. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had a, um, a boyfriend and he played this song for me and there was a, and if any one of your fans knows this version, because I haven't been able to find it, there was a, a piano to introduce it. So there was a huge solo piano playing and then she broke into song oh. and I just fell in love with the song and it's that song that it does make you feel good, right? Mm -hmm. It makes you think of a sunny day, birds singing and everything going well. And so it's sometimes a song that I'll play as a, as a pick me up. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a, I think it's just one of those really special songs and it really got me interested in Nina Simone and her story and into a lot of her music. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, a lot of her music really comes from the soul. For a woman of her time to really be so vocal about so many of the issues that were going on, it's pretty exciting mm-hmm. to have artists who do things like that. Uh, and as a woman in today's world, when there's so much change and we've done so much, uh, but there's still so much to do, it's pretty exciting to hear about women and especially a black woman really voicing her strong opinion and the impact she made also makes me feel good i have so much respect for her and it it does make me feel good not just in listening to the song but in knowing a little bit about uh her story and and what she did in the time she did it Mm -hmm. no i completely agree with you i think that's great and i'm glad that you you uh included that on your list here Mm -hmm. and i suggest that any Listeners, if they're feeling down, uh, that they put that, in fact, maybe you can make a little spot. I don't know if you can do that. Can you make a little Spotify list for your listeners? Certainly. Yeah, we can make our feel good playlist for them and maybe you can share it because listeners have done that in the past. Yeah. Actually, Rob Proust does a great job of that. Every time he's on the show, he makes his own playlist. Yeah. 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 Well, I would be happy to make one for you. It's going to be a very short one, but if I can find other, any other, Feel good songs to put on it. I will, and you can share it with your listeners if they Great. reach out. Throw a couple bonus tracks on there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your next tune is Queen and Don't oh, Stop yeah. Me Now. So again, I mean, I I just love Queen, and I remember listening to them as a teenager. I was introduced to Queen, and I mean, who can't love? Queen mm. and his voice and mm-hmm. just so memorable. So whenever I hear Queen music and often when you're feeling down, it's just so many of their songs are great to play, you're right. um, especially this one. But uh, I have a very embarrassing story about this song, which actually <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh about it even more because, of course, I was introduced to Queen when I was still pretty young. Mm-hmm. I was about 12. Right. <laughs> You, so, you, part you, of me. You, you gonna tell this on the show? Did Do you I've, think I've, your listeners will lose respect for me if no, I tell I, this story? I think it's actually really funny. Well, I told you this story not long after we met, and we're still here together, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
a good point. Yeah. All right, fire. Well, so the lyrics. So I love lyrics, and I'm a I'm a big lyric person, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a lyric in the song, like an atom bomb. I'm gonna whoa 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 explode. Right. And so. For some reason, as a child, not even knowing what this was, I picked up the words <laughs> like an enema. I'm gonna. <laughs> and so it wasn't until a few years ago I was listening to the song. And of course, it's not a song that I often listen to. And I was, you know, sort of humming along to it and I was going through the lyrics and I thought, this can't be right. I can't. <laughs> There's something terribly wrong. And oh, so every time now I hear this song, I just have a little private laugh to myself about how I'm sure we've all done this. I'm not everyone oh, will yeah. admit it. But uh, yeah, so it, it it's a song close to my heart because I uh, I'm not afraid to laugh at myself. And that certainly made me feel like doing that, as you can imagine. There's a joke in there somewhere. I just can't come up with it. <laughs> well, maybe you'll think of it later. Heart. You can add it. I will. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put it in the edit. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. J-Lo. I like J-Lo. I thought J-Lo did a great job at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I way. love her. Yeah. I mean, and to be a 50-year-old woman and get up there and just, she still got it, right? right. And uh, it was, I, I love that. I love that as a society, we are valuing women of all ages now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the, you know, and women aren't becoming irrelevant anymore after 50. Right. And that was just so perfect. I, I, I thought they, they both did a great job. Oh, on, absolutely. On that. Yeah. Yeah. Shakira yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The tune is Let's Get Loud. I have no idea what record this is from. Or I, don't yeah. think, I don't think I've heard this song before, actually. No. Well, we're listening to it after this. Hmm. And you're going to like it. <laughs> you know when you've heard it? When? You have heard it. Oh, really? Yeah, During it's part workouts. of my workout I mix that I blast and you try to plug your ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, this song, it's just a great feel-good song. I don't think there's anything more to it. It always makes me, I love it because I feel very powerful when I hear it played. Probably mm-hmm. why I have it on my workout mix. Yeah. I remember taking my kids a few years, a number of years ago to the science center and they had this little booth where the kids could get up and play fake instruments. And they had this whole like studio looking thing with a stage and the kids loved it. Mm -hmm. And they had five songs that they could play over and over and over. (laughs) (laughs) And this was one of them. And it kind of brought it back into my regular mix Mm -hmm. uh, when I heard it there. And I just felt great that day the song made it even better i always feel empowered when i listen to it and it was international women's day uh, recently and this song was just in my head mm-hmm. like we've done it a lot of it now let's get loud mm-hmm. and keep it going and so i i always think of this song when i think of making achievements does it make your skin vibrate you know it does a little I know when I'm working out, this song comes on and I've got another, you know, my second win. I'm sure we've all been there when we've been working out and we have our music playing. Uh, And it's just that song for me. It's such a powerful, great piece of music that way. Good. Yeah. Great. Okay. Spirit of the West is next. Oh, yes. Home for a rest. Yes. 
And I'm sure it won't surprise your listeners to know that I discovered this song in university, where I'm sure a lot of people (laughs) in our generation uh, discovered it. Just a great Canadian band, a great Canadian song. And I, you know, how many times uh, was I at the Brunny in Toronto? Mm. Sadly, closed down now. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know that I would go back uh, <laughs> anymore because yeah, no it's, it's got a time and a place, right? Definitely, it does. Um, so uh, did I tell you that I got kicked out of the Brunny? I did not know that about oh, you. See, another uh, honeymoon. What, what was the show called again? It's not the honeymoon game anymore. No, not the honeymoon it's game. It's the Springer anymore. show. Um, yeah, I did. I uh, I just had one of those bad, messy nights at the Brunny and uh, got to a little bit of trouble and kicked out. So. Oh my. Yeah, so when I think of this song, I think about all the mischief I got up to <laughs> in university and that one night in particular. But, you know, the interesting thing for me is I lived that song, right? Mm-hmm. Because I went to London and I remember, you know, all the experiences I had there. And I remember thinking, I get this song now. I, I haven't just danced around to it in a Toronto bar uh, university bar I've actually lived that experience and I can tell you after six years in London I did come home for a rest <laughs> myself yeah so many happy memories and again another song that we used to uh, when we had drinks in London I always had this song out late at night with my friends out there I'd yeah. make them dance to it and yeah yeah did, did they like it oh yeah, yeah. Course, how can you not like this song right you know, it, it doesn't, a lot of the bands of this time, and I want to say this was early 90s when this came out. Mm-hmm, right? 90, I agree. Yeah, I think so. Or so. I, I don't know the exact year, but um, a lot of the bands like Spirit of the West have that Canadian sound. And mm-hmm. I've said that before. Yeah. Sky Diggers, Lowest of the Low, These Guys, yeah. Great Big C, all had a very similar Canadian sound yeah. about them. Yeah. But this song, for some reason, it's 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 kind of Celtic. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of flavor to it, right? So it's very East Coast, which is interesting because they're called Spirit of the West, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe because it's Celtic, people from the UK do like it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, well, I can't answer that question because I was too intoxicated by the time we were all listening to it <laughs> <laughs> and dancing around to really get great insight on into what uh, specifically people there liked about it. Yeah. Um, but I guess after enough drinks, you can like just about anything, right? Yeah. Uh. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, we just, we had a, gr- a great time with it. I would say um, every time it comes on, it brings me right back to those great university mm. nights. Yeah. Uh, so always one that makes me happy to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more, Davies. It's okay. Cold Chisel. Cold the, Chisel. Uh, let's see if I can pronounce this correctly. K-San, is that That's right? That's right. K-San. If you have any Australian fans, they will know Cold Chisel well. This is one of those songs uh, that I just, this one does make my skin vibrate. If we were doing a show about the songs that make your skin vibrate, this would definitely be on my list. You know that, I know, the, you know that the show is actually about the songs that make your yeah, skin vibrate, Yeah, but we right? agreed to make a little switch. switch. <laughs> <laughs> if this particular episode were oh, specifically about that, the song Full songs- Springer. <laughs> full Springer now. Well, okay. So, <laughs> this song, um, there was a bar in England that was the kind of the Australian hangout mm. called the Redback. Mm-hmm. 
And I, it's not there anymore, but it was in Soho or Covent, Covent Garden. It was in Covent Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I used to go to that bar and the song would play and all of my Australian friends would just go crazy for it. So if you have any Australian fans mm-hmm. who listen to I the do, show. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of people who listen to the show from Australia. Okay, well... Hello, if, if you're listening. I don't know what their names are, but I, I see them in the... <laughs> Write to us. Tell us what your names are. We'd love to know who I you would, are. Seriously, you know what? On that topic, Amy, seriously, yeah. the Australian listeners, I know that you're there because I can see you in the reporting. Yeah. Send me an email Yeah. at brent at brentjensenmusic.com. I right. want to hear from you. Great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as I said, many Australian friends, my roommate, uh, for many, many years, my flatmate, I should say, mm-hmm. was Australian. So we went out to the Australian bars a lot and I just fell in love with this song. One of the things that happened that was, I, I got a lot of free beer as a result of listening to this song. Yeah, well. Um, well, because no Australian could believe that a Canadian mm-hmm. knew the words to a cold chisel song better than they did. Cold Chisel is almost like the Australian version of a tragically hip. It's a very nationally well-known. That's correct. But perhaps maybe limited to Australia. Yes, that's in the exactly same way that right. The hip was limited to Canada to a degree. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. So this song, as I said, would play not just once in a in the red back. It would play multiple times through mm. the evening. Okay. And I would always have bets with Australians that were at the bar that if I knew the lyrics better than they did to this song, they had to buy me a beer and they would never believe it. So the lyric is, well, a lot of Australians, I want the Australians who are listening Mm -hmm. to think about what the lyric is. The last something out of Sydney's almost gone. Okay. Most Australians will sing because I would watch them sing the incorrect lyric. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, I'm a lyric person. Mm-hmm. They would sing the last train out of Sydney's almost gone. Okay. But it's Sydney to Southeast Asia mm-hmm. is where the plane was going. Okay. So I thought, well, how can a train get from <laughs> Sydney <laughs> to Southeast Asia? Right. And of course, it's the last Lane uh, is almost gone. Okay. So for, you know, it's like me with the lyric we were talking about with the uh, enema, right? Right. They just grew up thinking it was train. Yeah. And that's the lyric they sing. Yeah. And I started noticing a trend and I uh, would bet them a beer. Wow. When the song would come on before the lyric would play, I would say to them, I bet you I know the lyrics. And then we'd have this whole debate. And I'd say, well, how does a train get from... Sydney to Southeast Asia. Right. Yeah, I had my drinks. That's why I love the Redback so much. I got all my drinks bought for me. <laughs> all night, yeah. That's well, hilarious. Well, you can only do that once with the same person. Well, so. of course. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Maybe Australians are all singing plain now because they met me so that's all at a bar in, in London. You, you can take credit for that fact. I've changed, I've changed the <laughs> landscape there. <laughs> You've made your mark for sure. All right. Well, that's your uh, that's your song list, Davies. Well done. Oh, was I a good backup guest? I, I think for you did you? an exceptional job. I, oh, thanks. I'm very yeah. relieved to hear that. I think the listeners, and particularly the ones from Australia, would be very happy that you're on the show. Oh yeah, I really want to go visit Australia one of these days. Are you going to come with me? Um. We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> you know you're going to have to. Ryan and Hazel, my All friends right. there, they want to visit. 
We'll do. There's a lot of places to go. We'll we'll go there too. Yes, we will go there yeah. one day. We're gonna go. Ryan Hazel, you hear that? One day we're coming to Australia to and, visit you, and we'll do a show there. Ooh, that would be. Ryan would love to be on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me. I hate to tell you, you're going to be seeing me a lot the next few weeks because we're on we're on no, lockdown, right? We're on serious lockdown right now. Yeah? yeah, and then the kids will be here too. Are you excited for that? Because they don't have school now for for three weeks. Do I have to say on the air? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you're super excited. So what's not course, to of say? Of course, of course, I'm thrilled about that. You know, Brent, everyone loves having their kids around uh, 24 hours a day for. You know, yeah. two and three weeks at a time. They, of course they, they do. I'm sure all your listeners love it. Oh, yeah. They yeah. all do. Everyone does. Yeah. They yeah. Do. Yep. For sure. And by the <laughs> way, no all the public activities have been shut down. I've even been getting emails as this show has come in. The libraries are closed. Everything's closed. That in itself, just having the kids in the house for two weeks without leaving the home is just like the world is going to explode as a result of that. <laughs> Right. Well, hey, you've got two more guests for yeah. your well, for you, your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, we just have to rotate you ready. guys through. Amy, yeah. your turn this yeah. week again. Oh, God. <laughs> well, right. seriously though, on a serious note, um, obviously I'm in the outplacement business, so I hear a lot about layoffs, and uh, it's a really difficult time for people and businesses. And all I can say is that I really hope that the people who are unwell recover quickly. Uh, the economy recovers quickly because, you know, I always joke with people and I'm, it's less funny now. I have the kind of job where you almost don't want clients to need you. And I just really hope that this ends quickly. The economy gets back where it needs to be and that uh, everyone's, all of your listeners are okay. Yeah, um, I echo that sentiment. You know, I, I think that it hasn't peaked yet, but we'll get past it. So yeah. educate yourselves, wash your hands, and stay safe. Yeah. And all the best. All right. Thank you, Amy Davies. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and Amy Davies. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury. Leftover people and all my favorite people are broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide.